day, good day, good day. Welcome to another exciting and caffeinated episode <laughs> of Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. I guess I've gotten into a flow of doing the, the same... The intro? Yeah, the intro is like, it's, it's refining itself. Yeah. It's brewed. Uh, it would be different if I led. That's true. Know, Maybe next They would throw everybody off. We'll change it up. <laughs> what, would, what would we even do? I don't know. I could go, hey, welcome to Coffee Conversation. I'm yeah. Deacon Bob. So, <laughs> indeed. Well, so actually, and I, I noticed, so I start good day, good day, good day. Mm-hmm. I noticed why I do that. It's because I, I've listened. So, have you heard of Matt Frad? No. So, he's a Catholic speaker, um, talks on a number of, of things, but he has, a, he has a podcast called Pints with Aquinas. Ooh. So, I yeah. Like that. He, he likes St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, very intellectual. So he, uh, he breaks things down, and well, originally when he started the podcast, he does a lot of different things now, but when he first started it, uh, it was kind of like, if you had a, if you, and he's Australian, so he's like, oh. if, you, if you had a bar stool next to Thomas Aquinas <laughs> and asked him one question, what would you say? Yeah, so, that would be really good. So but he does that, and I realize that's why I do that. Oh, so. very good. <laughs> now, I like the good day, because if we said good morning, yeah. somebody might be listening at night. It's true. But, you know, you do pick up. You ever notice that you start speaking like other people that you either listen to or are around? Have you? You know what's scary is I did retreats for a really long time, and then some of the people that worked with me yeah. then took over those retreats. Mm-hmm. When I would go back to see what they were doing, they would use lines that I would drop all the time. It's like, <laughs> oh, jeez. I hope right? they were memorable and right. good. <laughs> cult, cult of personality. Yeah, it's like wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you, you realize that. Like, and I think you can laugh. You can begin to laugh like other people. Like people have all kinds of different kinds of laughs, and I've noticed that. I I will have little things, all little quips and things. I'll just yeah. I don't know. It's kind I of don't fun. Know. I listen to Busted Halo. Yeah. And they have like a radio laugh. I, I don't know if they laugh like that all the time when they're together, like in a mm-hmm. group or if they're out at the bar. Yeah. But their radio laugh, I don't know if it's like they just press a sound key and it laughs or they, it's just they're laughing. Yeah. I noticed <clears throat> that about this podcast, actually. Because, I mean, you you speak differently when you're in, when we're doing this. Right. There are things that I say and, and how I say them. I don't say them anywhere else except for here. No, because on the pre-recording, we just sort of sit around and talk and <laughs> we're kind of like mellow and laid back. Yeah, turn the microphone on. It's like, all it's like, right, good night. day. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Hey, it's good. It's Friday. We're just rambling. It's it's yep. great. It's it's great because I I actually thought today was Thursday. I confused the servers at mass this morning. Yeah, I so. couldn't tell you what they were in. <laughs> I do know the Browns kind of went along with the readings today. Yeah, um, the Browns lost on Sunday, and they won last night. So mm-hmm. there's a time for winning, there's a time for losing, Ecclesi- kind of went along with today's... Ecclesiastes. It's normally, uh, you hear that most at funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a time to live, a time to die, a time to win, a time to lose. <laughs> I said and Father Eric, the, who's a... Uh, Browns. Uh, Father Eric's a huge Browns fan. Oh, yeah. So I sent him a little clip from the Birds song. It's like 1960-something or another, <laughs> um, and it was that Ecclesiastes reading of yeah. turn, 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 and mm. said, it's time to win. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it, was, it got a little nervous yesterday. You know, even though there's 23 seconds on the clock, <laughs> there's still time. Uh, <laughs> I went to bed. We had the onside kick, and it kind of bounced. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, oh! 
it bounced in a good direction? Uh, well, it bounced through his hands. Oh. That, that was the, uh, part of the issue. Because last week he was recovered. And, you know. Yeah, it went the other way. But. So the Browns beat the Steelers. So I don't know if we have any Pennsylvania listeners, but. Sorry, not yeah, sorry. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I think we've lost more to them than we've won, but mm-hmm. it was our turn. Yeah. It's the it's time our, to win. Our time. The time of the elf. Yeah, <laughs> the brownie. The, the sports announcers were making fun of us. They yeah. were, <laughs> they were like, "What is this thing on the field? Like, what, yeah. what's going on here?" I, I, I don't know if a brownie's like a little elf kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the history of the origin. I think it was just one of the original logos that obviously did or didn't take off too much. Let me Google uh, it real quick. Brownie. <laughs> the brownie would be. Well, is it Paul Brown with the, the, the uh, Jim Brown? I Jim think. Brown. Was, he was a football player. I thought us. it was Jim Brown. Someone mm-hmm. also said Paul. but anyway. He might have been one of the owners, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so the Browns. Uh-huh. But, yeah, what? it's like we have a helmet, a dog, and an elf as our as our mascots. We're kind of identity crisis here. A brownie is an elf. brownie is an elf. So, well, you know, either way. One of the three original logos for the Browns. <laughs> one of the three. They came into existence 1946. Wow. Last time we won a championship, they got they, it went out of style when Art Modell took over. He reportedly hated it. <laughs> so Art well, is gone, and the brownie is back. Well, there you go, people. Heard, heard it here first. Yep. But and no, you, have to, you have to believe it. It's on the internet, so it must oh, be true. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, so, but it was a good day. We watched the Browns. Uh, but actually, last night we had another event going on, and I did apologize to the people because. Um, I, did, I was like, yeah, I didn't realize the Brown Steelers game was tonight. Yeah. So, but it was really good. We did. Um, this is just a little promo uh, right here. Is um, we we did a book study uh, on a book called Speaking for the Unborn. So we know the last you know last June Roe v. Wade was overturned, and that left a lot of people with thoughts, questions, opinions, all kinds of things, right? Yeah. And you know, as the church, you know, we believe that abortion is an intrinsic evil that. It is, it is wrong in every situation. Certainly, there are a lot of situations to consider and to walk with people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do a whole podcast on that. I know that would be um, uh, a bit controversial, maybe. But we did this book study uh, because we came across a book that we found was, was, was helpful in addressing a lot of different arguments um, against uh, the pro-life um, cause. But instead of simply giving the book to people uh, to make it available, we wanted to bring a little context, a little conversation around it. So it's a three-part evening, the first of which which was yesterday, a three-part conversation uh, kind of based on this book. So it went really well. Mary, uh, uh, Mrs. Mary von Karlowitz, who is uh, a prisoner, kind of former prisoner here, mm-hmm. uh, works at the diocese now at the Office for Human Life. And, uh, and she, he, she and I kind of led the, led the presentation uh, discussion on everything and it was really good so it was a good first night um, but so just as, as a little promo we do have our next uh, our unpacking of the book is in October so if you weren't able to come or you did either didn't hear about it or you didn't come um, weren't able to come uh, last night there is going to be a, a video recording of the first session so oh, that's good. if you sign up for the second session if you're able to come on October I think 27th uh, here to St. Gabriel's. Uh, if you sign up, we can we'll send you the video recording uh, of the first session, which would really be really, really important to approach the second. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the book we have a number of copies here at the parish. If you wanted to stop by the parish, 
Uh, we're just offering, uh, asking for a donation of $10. If you can't do that, that's fine, though. That's good. Uh, we have extra copies here. If you can't come to the parish here, you can certainly buy it online. We'll I'll provide a link uh, in the notes kind of for all that. So Good. But uh, just a little promo there uh, for this really important event. Um, I was talking about a, a, a topic certainly that's difficult, uh, but one that needs to be uh, addressed mm -hmm. you know, as, as we move forward. So Yeah. Do you have pretty good turnout? Yeah, we had about thirty-five people. Well, wow, that's good for, for the first time. So that's really good. Yeah, so kind of, kind of, kind of starting small. We didn't do a, a ton of promotion on it because we don't know, you know, necessarily the reactions you know we Ew. would get, you know, unfortunately. But um, but it was a good group, and so um, and we may do it again in the future, maybe in the spring or so. So so and stay stay tuned for that. And I think um, with this discussion comes a lot of surfacing of past hurts from oh, people sure. that have had abortions or sure somehow have been part of it, um, that the church really wants to provide healing for that. Right. Yeah, and that was one of our, and we, we said that pretty you know, explicitly. You know, certainly anyone in this room, if you, have, if you have either had an abortion, if you know someone who has, certainly know of God's profound love for you, know the church's profound love for you, mm -hmm. uh, and the church's desire, too, to walk with you and help, help you to know healing yeah. in your life. Because... A lot of very broken situations in people's lives as to where abortion then becomes, you know, a, a consideration. So to, to really to unpack some of that and to bring healing, God's grace and, and love to that is uh, super important. So we have a number of resources that we can share, that we can share on that. So, but why are we doing it now? Because, so certainly June, because with Roe v. Wade, but also October is uh, Respect Life Month. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so the timing is kind of good for, for everything. So that's really good. But we are a people of hope, uh, and that's what we and that's what we believe and know. So, and today we're going to talk about Saint Padre Pio because he was a a, a man, a saint uh, of of hope, and it's actually his feast day today. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, September twenty third, today. <laughs> it is Friday. <laughs> it, is, it is Friday. It's uh, ten fifteen in the morning. Good. So, so we'll talk a little bit about uh, Padre Pio today. You know anything about Padre Pio? You know, I know a little bit about him. I remember we watched a movie when I was at St. Rita's based on his life. Yeah. And it sounded like it wasn't easy for him, that there was a lot of temptation and yeah. um, kind of skepticism on what he, was he doing real or not. Yeah. So St. Padre Pio was uh, a Capuchin, uh, a Franciscan mm -hmm. uh, monk who lived in Italy. And uh, in the in the twentieth twentieth century, and he's probably one of the most known beloved saints, you know, in the church's in the church's tradition. Really, because a lot of miracles are attributed to him. Uh, a lot of a lot of really crazy spiritual things happened in and and through his life. Even from a very young age, he had very very profound spiritual uh, experiences talking with angels, uh, experiences of angels, experiences of demons, experiences, all kinds of things, uh, um, and of God's real close presence with him, even from a very young age. And so, as he followed God through his life, it was very evident that God wanted to work a lot of miracles through him. So countless people, millions of people have been, have been healed wow. you know, uh, through, through his life, through his prayer. This very a lot of a lot of very very interesting things, and he's famously known for having uh, the stigmata. So the stigmata is 
kind of a, a crazy thing that happens. Um, it's happened to a number of people mm-hmm. that they actually experience the wounds of Christ in their body. Physically, I mean, you could physically see, you know, these wounds, and they came. You know, he did not do that himself. <laughs> like yeah. they, they came from. I don't want to say nowhere, but they, they just appeared, and so he, he bore those wounds for a lot of years. So it's, I mean, I think Padre Pio is really one of those, those characters. Like if you struggle to believe in God, or struggle to believe that God can, work miracles and, and do things, Padre Pio is really a someone you got to contend with <laughs> like how do you explain you know kind of all this stuff you know that many 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 people have experienced it's not just not just it's not just made up it's documented you know crazily and I, I think that's a difficult topic in itself sure you know is why does this like person experience miracles? a miracle and I don't oh sure you know um, it's not that you don't have enough faith yeah it's that somehow God feels that this person needed whatever it was that they needed mm-hmm. yeah. to boost up their faith or to take yeah. them to the next level. Yeah, kind of like tying into our conversation from last time. We were talking about uh, healing mm-hmm. uh, and healing prayer, right? It's not about a lack of faith. I mean, why does God act the way God works? We don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the responsible thing is just to say we don't know. Uh, you know, I think we've also talked in this podcast about mystery, and that is, as Christians, we, we strive to enter into mystery, um, that there are some things that are just unknowable, and that's not a bad thing. It's that God works in some ways and, and not in others. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're here. We're here. We're here for the ride. Certainly, that invites us to open our, our heart and faith, um, to, to yearn for God, to grow in our relationship with God. And that's the most important, you know. One thing we do know is that God doesn't do bad things. Correct. Um, so sometimes when you're struggling in life and you're facing some difficult times, I love the scripture from Romans that says, God makes all things work together for good for mm-hmm. those who love him. That God can make something good come out of even our worst circumstance. Right. may not seem like it in the moment, mm-hmm. but, uh, but when you consider everything, for sure. And that's a good point because, I mean, Padre Pio certainly had a lot of amazing things happen. You know, in his life, he also had a lot of very difficult things that happened. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I mean, there, there, there are stories of. I mean, he he did battle with demons in his room when he was you know, when he was sleeping. Yeah, I mean, because he was so holy, like so Satan, the evil one. We do believe as a as a church, we believe he exists. Um, that he doesn't want people to be holy. He doesn't want people to to love, know, and serve God. And and so he's going to go after people that are very holy and are and God is working through very profoundly. So, so if you don't believe um, uh, this stuff or maybe kind of question it, uh, that's that's great. That's fine. Uh, but I also encourage you to maybe do some research, do some mm-hmm. do some do some investigating. Uh, one book I came across that was really good was Padre Pio, Man of Hope, written by Renzo Allegri. Um, I think he is also a, a Capuchin. No, he's not. So, but it's a it's a good book. We'll I'll include the link to that. Uh, it's a it's it's kind of it kind of walks through just di- different stages of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of just explains what's going on here, what's going on there. I think it's very well written, um, but it could be very very eye opening um, to how God worked through his life in, in really crazy ways. And there's a movie coming out too. I don't know when it's being released. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Actually, have you have you heard of him? Yeah. My son sent me a link for. Uh, 
an interview that he had with Bishop Barron. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. It was really deep. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, I watched it. Um, Actually, a couple people sent it to me. Yeah, so Bishop Barron interviewed... um, Interviewed him. So he's a big Hollywood actor. He's done a number of things, Transformer movies, um, uh, kind of, kind of all. Kind of, he's a pretty big Hollywood actor. But he actually, so he, through the course of this movie, doing this movie on Padre Pio, uh, he actually had a conversion, and he's he's a he's Catholic now. It sounded like he hung around with a lot of Franciscans and stuff for a while. Right, in yeah, order to yeah. kind of get into the get mm-hmm. into the mode in the movie. Yeah, uh, there's, there's our friends. It's lawnmower day. Oh, <laughs> actually, so they—that's not the oh, lawnmower. No, that's not so the that's lawnmower. a that's a sidewalk. Uh, snow plow. S- snow <laughs> said the S word. Snow. Oh no. Yes, it's the sidewalk snow plow. They were buying a, a plow for it the other day. So yeah, they had a big like a, a broom on it, like a big right. circular sweeper thing. Right, like a street sweeper. Yeah, that didn't quite cut it. No, <laughs> no. So not don't in worry. Ohio snow's coming, but not not, not today. Yeah, not today. Not today. So he has this. Uh, so in order to get ready for the movie, uh, he hung around a Capuchin monastery in California. Uh, so he was just hanging out with the brothers, talking with them, meeting with them, praying with them, just to get a sense of you know mm-hmm. uh, what what was the life that that Pio lived. Uh, and then in the course of that, having a lot of deep conversations, and I mean he was also in a very not good place in his life before before making this movie. I mean there, there had been some scandals, some drama, um, you know. Just dealing with a lot, a lot of, a lot of heavy stuff, uh, and so this was a complete turnaround, you know, for him in his life. Wow, I think that's a really good example of um, fake it till you make it. You know, like if you want to get closer to God, hang around with people that are close to God. Yeah, and if you want to kind of do the things of the Christian mm-hmm. life, be around Christian people. Yeah, if you're, if you're struggling, and yeah. and then and you had talked a little bit in our pre-recording time about a saint finds you. You know, sometimes we ask a saint to be our friend, but sometimes the saint finds their way into our lives. You want to talk a little bit about that? I thought that was really sure. Profound. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that. Um, yeah, so I think I think, and I think the this Shia LaBeouf situation really kind of highlights this. So we can kind of we could kind of consider you know we befriend a saint in our life, right? So you chose a confirmation saint. What was your confirmation saint? John. John. Okay, mine's uh. Michael. So, um, you know, we choose a confirmation saint. Uh, why? Uh, we're kind of inviting the saint to be with us in our life, kind of our, our spiritual companion, our mm-hmm. spiritual friend. And we we might learn something about their life that is interesting. Uh, we might read some of the things that they wrote uh, and find them find them find them moving. Yeah. And so there's a saint, or we could we could pray to a saint, right? Mm-hmm. We can ask for the ask for their prayers in a particular situation. Um, there's a there's in a sense that we we can befriend a saint. But there's also uh, a sense of that saints befriend us. And I think you see this in the Shia LaBeouf situation. Like, he was not, you know, looking for Padre Pio. No. He was not looking for a rela- being to be in a relationship with God necessarily. But we could see, we could see or say Pio broke into his life in this situation. Which doesn't surprise me because the book talks about how Pio often, I mean, there were people from all over Italy. And a lot of them were even... Um, you know, government officials, movie actors, all kinds of people that would come to him for advice and this and that, and they would experience major conversions. So wow. it doesn't surprise me, actually, yeah. that that he would work in Shia LaBeouf's life in that way. That's really good. Yeah. But it's to say, 
maybe you've gone through life and uh, a saint has come up a number of times, maybe through some random ways. A conversation, a movie poster, something you saw online, this or that. Those aren't all necessarily just coincidences. Mm-hmm. It really and truly could be a saint reaching out to you and wanting to befriend you and wanting to share, um, yeah, share life with and share wisdom with. And we can have a supernatural spiritual friendship with someone in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think their lives resonate with our lives. You know, it's probably not going to be somebody who's totally opposite of the person you are, yeah. but their life and their situation and their understanding probably resonates with yeah. you somehow. It would just be like having a, a, a friend here on earth, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, there's something, you might you might be opposite in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also something that is obviously shared, yeah. you know, that is that is... That is that is good. So yeah, I mean, think about. So, like, do you have a life saint? Like, if your life was like pictured on a holy card, it would be with that saint. <laughs> um, I don't know any in particular. I'm not sure. So, I mean, I mean, maybe Padre Pio. I did. Uh, so I did choose Padre Pio as my ordination patron saint. So, like, you would choose a confirmation saint. It's traditional to to choose a saint for like your diaconate ordination, your deacon ordination, and your priest ordination. Again, just kind of like a, a spiritual companion to kind of be with you in your life. And I chose Padre Pio because he had just come up a number of times in my life, you know, kind of around the time of ordination. And I suppose my pastor, uh, Father uh, Father David Blind, he said I looked like Pio. So oh. <laughs> I don't know if it was the beard or, or whichever, but he said, I, he's like, oh, you look like him. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. I mean, a little bit. I mean the beard and you know losing hair on the back of my head. So yeah. It uh, doesn't doesn't hurt. Yeah, so. I think for me it would be Francis Saint yeah. Francis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's you, you kind of pattern your life after somebody who patterns their life after Jesus. Right. And um, and even with Francis, they always talked about walking in the footsteps of Francis, mm-hmm. who walked in the footsteps of Jesus. And it sounds like Padre Pio was that same kind of yeah. Franciscan spirit. Yeah, maybe that's why. We, we uh, talk together. So oh, it could be. Maybe, yeah. You know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's just in a way we can be friends with saints and saints can be friends with us. You know, and it's God wants to do things through our lives, not simply we just have plans and want to do things. Yeah. And it always starts with God. Um, I think we just did the prodigal son reading not too long ago. Right. And my favorite line from that gospel is, while he was still a long way off, the Father was looking for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way it is with God, that especially people that wander, like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Is, is, is he a French? Is yeah, French? I, I could he, never pronounce that. French name. Um, but, you know, he was in a place where, while he was still a long way off, God was looking for him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. if you're still a long way off out there somewhere in your life, know that God's looking for you. Indeed. And, um, and Pio is a good person to turn to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Google him. There's plenty of things on his life. You know, look at this book, uh, Padre Pio, Man of Hope. Uh, but also, I think a really good way to get to know saints is not simply just reading their biographies. Certainly, that could be helpful for, helpful for some people. But reading their writings... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, because you know we didn't have the internet until like the past how many years right people lived with the without the internet for a really long time yeah and so they wrote things down and we can we, we can we can we can read them we can access them on the uh, internet we can we, 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 we can we can pull them off the internet 
I don't want to throw too much shade on the internet, but yeah. but, but there are also books and, yes. and things. So whichever way you consume your 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 media and thoughts, you know, saints wrote a lot of things down. And so, uh, and particularly, I say that because they wrote letters. You know, they would, you know, they didn't have texting or whichever. They wrote letters to each other, and yeah. uh, we have a lot of saints' writings, and you can get to know them by how they, by what they wrote, what they prayed about, kind of those those things. So you think a hundred years from now, the saints will, of our day are going to be like. In an email, Tweets. they wrote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they tweeted I mean, this you, out. You could, but we don't save emails. No, well, I mean, well, some emails. Yeah, so. some people do. <laughs> yeah, the government but, does. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Right? Well, that's a whole other conversation. They are somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere someone, out there. Someone sees them. But yeah, I mean, we don't. And, well, that's I, I do. I have saved some emails, but I have them. I have them in. A, I don't have them printed them off. I yeah. Put them in a file like a folder. File. They could be. I mean, a letter could be lost, but you know, also, it could you know just. I don't yeah. Know. But wow. that's a different conversation. That's another conversation for another day. Another day. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, saints, friends. Um, anything else? Um, it sounded like Padre Pio was not always uh, seen as a saint. Yeah, so that, that um, there was, was some that was, skepticism. I thought there or... was something else we were going to talk about. Yeah, so one of the one of the places where um, Pio experienced suffering, you know, in his life was that he was he was actually persecuted um, by people in the church, by bishops, cardinals, who saw you know things happening you know in his life, and um, so we talked a couple podcasts ago about the church, right, and what is the church, and. We see, you know, we see the church is one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. And so we believe the church is holy, mm-hmm. but we also believe that there are sinful people within the church. The church is holy because of God, you know, and we go back to our previous podcast to listen to that. But we know full well that there are sinful people within the church. And in fact, I mean, just as, you know, the evil one wants to keep people from holiness, the evil one wants to keep things, good things from happening within the church. Absolutely. And so, unfortunately... People will agree to go along with with things, whether they realize it or not, and and so so he was he was persecuted uh, for uh, I think a period of ten years where he didn't actually go out of his room very much. He would celebrate mass by himself. He wasn't allowed to speak or say mass publicly, um, and he was basically imprisoned. You know, and sometimes the church does that out of skepticism because they don't want to just say everything's a miracle because. Then they get like hoodwinked and sure, yeah, that doesn't turn out well. But then there's power plays because it's a human organization where right. people sometimes I'm jealous of you, so I'm going to undermine you or right, yeah. And I think give that's up my power. That's an important thing. You know, like the church does use does use a bit of skepticism when it comes to miracles because just because some, someone says something mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's true. You know, I saw Jesus on a piece of toast. <laughs> Could very well be. Which is um, true, because Father Chris Zeruka had a toaster that did toast oh. <laughs> with Jesus' face on it. It intentionally put, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> wasn't a miracle. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to find that. But, I mean, so, yes, miracles happen. The church wants to be a little skeptical, because it wants to make sure, is this a true miracle or not, right? But this kind of went beyond that. This would, this, from my understanding, it went beyond that and mm-hmm. went to, you know, we're, we're just kind of, Try to suppress what's going on here. Yeah, and it was more of the power play game kind of thing. So, because sometimes they think, because we're humans, we don't want to let God be in control, right. because God is pretty uncontrollable. 
Yeah. So we try to squelch sometimes some mm-hmm. of those mystical things. Right, and that kind of because because putting God control, God in control, kind of changes the game. <laughs> it yeah. means, it means what I've been doing, I can't do anymore, or whichever you know. And that's how Jesus ends up on the cross because right. the po- religious political leaders didn't want to let God be in control. Right. Right. So. Right. So that was just, a, just to reference that uh, kind of as we're, as we're finishing up. That was a great period of suffering in his life, but it was also an, an invitation from God into suffering. Um, and that Theo is really one who suffered, but he suffered with God. He didn't, he didn't do it alone. He was very conscious of, of God's presence with him, whether he felt that or not. Um, and that's why he's a person of hope, because hope um, knows what is true and relies upon what is true. Namely, God is present and loves us and will, in the end, conquer all evil and suffering. So... That's a little bit on Padre Pio. Yep. You want to pray us out? Sure. Let's pray. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we ask you to open our hearts and, your, and our minds to your love and your forgiveness and your peace. And we ask um, Padre Pio to please intercede for us that we can become messengers of your peace and your healing to all people we encounter. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of God, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody, enjoy the day. Enjoy the the first uh, first days of fall here as the tempers get a little cool and the leaves start to fall. Yep. And we'll say go Browns, and we'll see if it's a time for winning next game. That's right. So, all right. God yep. bless everybody. Have a good week.